This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Dana White with a lot of fight announcements coming up in the near future in the Octagon. BT, before we went to commercial, we were talking about Max Holloway versus the Korean Zombie. It feels like Max Holloway is still very much in his prime. It's just tough to find fights for a guy that has beat everybody in the division, not named Alexander Volkanovsky. It's like, what do we do? Do we move him up? Do we fight? And, you know, who, who, it does, there's not, what I'm trying to say is there's not a natural, easy fight for him if you're the matchmakers. Although Korean Zombie was just kind of out the blue. I get it. They kind of call each other out. They're both absolute legends of the sport, but I can't imagine on one side of these odds are going to be. Max is going to be like minus 300 in this fight. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's even heavier than that. Um, but also got to respect, you know, a legend who can get a little bit of what he wants, right? Like what else? If you know you're not going to fight for the belt, then why not do something fun? Why not do something that just hasn't been checked off in your entire career? Because let's say we get to the scenario where Yair is able to beat Volkanovsky. I'd imagine Volkanovsky is probably going to get a rematch since he's been reigning forever. So what are you going to be Max Holloway sitting around forever? Because like unless Volk gets really hurt in the fight against Yair, you're not getting a title shot anytime soon. So you might as well do some fun stuff. And now that you look at Chan Sung Jung, by the way, that's the Korean Zombie's real name. A lot of people just figure his name's Korean Zombie. Yeah, he's lost a few fights over the last few years, but they've been to the real dudes of the division. So he fought Jose Aldo, best in the history of the division, in my opinion, for the belt, lost. He lost to Yair Rodriguez, the current sitting interim champion. He lost to Brian Ortega, who's fought for the belt a couple of times, and then Alexander Volkanovsky. So it's it's not like he's losing the scrubs out here. It, it just no, kind of makes it I, it, it makes I it tough to figure out where he is in his career compared to Max Holloway. Well, his last fight against Volk was just such a bludgeoning, right? Like that's that's course, the one where you're kind of just like you're you're thinking to yourself, okay, can because you got beat so bad by the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world or wherever the hell he is now, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world and Alexander Volkanovsky, um, he's two now, just for the record. It, when you lose that bad, I think people start thinking, oh, are you just washed or is it just that you lost to the guy who's the best? I think it might be a little both. I think he might be a little bit long in the tooth, but you're also going up against an absolute monster right now. But I think the problem is with us is we think that Max Holloway is still right there. I mean, if, if Volkanovski's not the guy that we think Max is, so why do we feel like Korean Zombie's going to do much better against a guy who's an elite featherweight? All good points, although 
I do think Max is that guy. I think if Volkanovski didn't exist, Max would have the belt. I think that, I mean, look at, he's he's beat Arnold Allen since that loss. He beat Yair. He beat Calvin Cater. Before that, he beat Frankie Edgar. In between, the only losses that he had were to Volkanovski. We've said it a million times on Tapped Out, styles make fights. And I don't want to see a fourth one between those guys because as good as Max is, I don't think he can beat Alexander Volkanovski. All right, Cyril gone in the heavyweight matchup goes back to Paris to take on Sergei Spivak. Let me ask you this. What if Sergei Spivak goes out there and knocks him out in the first round, which he does do a lot of guys? Then can we just admit that we got a little bit out ahead over our skis with Cyril Gunn? I'm not saying he's a bad fighter, but how many times is he going to fight for the belt or fight you know, in these big-time pay-per-view where all the eyes are on him? What I'm saying is he better go out there and win a damn fight. Oh, agreed. Like, this is a, I mean, like, let's not forget about his fight against Tai Tuivasa, how close he was to losing that fight. For sure. You know, and, and so, no, I think Surreal Gan, from the time he kind of walked into the sport and everybody was like, oh, this guy's going to be the future of the division. He's not only a good striker, he's light on his feet. Look at his build. He's a freak. Um, especially against all these kind of like unskilled, bumbling strikers. You thought that Surreal Gan was going to be on top forever? No, I think that. He is a guy that is going to he, – he's in desperation mode as far as that because just got ragdolled by John Jones. He got outgrappled by Francis Ngannou. So now you kind of get that step-back fight. You get that fight that is a guy who can basically crack up the division beating you. It's uh, He better win this one, man. There's a lot of pressure on him, and I think Spivak is definitely game. Well, when you pointed out that he's lost to John Jones and Francis Ngannou, maybe I was being a little bit too harsh on him, calling him overrated. But you're right. The Taitui Vasa fight was close. He beat Derek Lewis. He beat our guy, Volkov, Jarzinho, Rosenstrike. So I want to see him go out there and win this fight versus Spivak, and then I'll talk about him the way that everybody else has. Here's a banger. Corey Sandhagen coming off a win versus your guy, Cheeto Vera, versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Is he a real Nurmagomedov? Have we figured that out? Is he a real one or a fake one? I think he's real. I think real? he's, I think uh, he's a he, real one. I think he's part yeah. of the actual Ramaka Madoff lineage. Um, You're only going to hear my voice here, but yes, he's yes. certainly a real Nurmaga Madoff. He's a, a real Nurmaga Confir- Confirmed by Jake, Khabib's cousin, an actual bloodline Nurmaga Madoff. So Beautiful. glad we got that figured out. He's uh, taking his act to Nashville versus Corey Sandhagen. That's a hell of a fight. Great fight. Great. But honestly, it's. Uh, a little surprised that Sandhagen's taking it, to be honest with you. I mean, like, I feel like Sandhagen is right there as far as, like, he got the win over Cheeto, and, you know, I don't think there's a huge argument over anybody else getting the next shot. I guess Marab, but that's, uh, you know, Marab's injured, so there is that. Um, so a little surprised that Sandhagen's taking the fight, but it, it, this, is, uh, this is a great matchup, man. Like, you're talking about, uh, you know, Umar Namaga Madoff getting his chance to go against a guy that, is probably the number one contender right now and uh, can can bring the Nirmaga Madoff lineage even uh, further along in the sport. But an absolute banger. That's an awesome fight. I think I still lean Sandhagen just because of all his experience. Um, but it's a tough challenge. Sounds like a reality show. The Nirmaga Madoff's hit Nashville. I think I like Sandhagen also. Although, it that that's, a, that's the most crowded still division in the entire sport where – it is a little weird that he's taking this fight because I think what you're saying is, how does this advance him? If he's either next or damn close to it, how much closer does this put him toward fighting for the belt? I agree with you. 
I don't necessarily think it does unless unless he does what Charles Oliveira did last Saturday night versus Benil Daryush and just looks so awesome that we all go, all right, damn, that's the guy. Well, I think, that you know, and this is to Corey's credit, like I think that he's got to realize he knows in the situation. First of all, you do have the Marab situation where Dana's basically been said, like, Marab deserves the title shot next, which is basically like saying if Aljo doesn't have the belt, Marab's fighting for the belt next. So in a way, you do have to kind of keep yourself on the tip of everybody's mind of like, hey, maybe I could leapfrog Marab with a performance here against a, a killer, you know, up-and-comer that nobody uh, seems to want to fight. All right, maybe that gives him the the nod over uh, a Marab. But, you know, it's still, there's plenty of guys we've seen, like, you know, Colby Covington or people have sat on the sidelines to be like, nah, I'll just wait until the chips fall in the right place. And uh, Corey Sanhagen's not doing that. He's uh, he's he's staying busy. Um, what is the, the day for this fight? This fight is in... It's the Nashville yeah. fight coming up. So well, it's well, either way. It's, it's, probably, it's probably lining up with the Bantamweight title which is in August. So you're thinking to yourself, all right, like I'm going to be more in line with whenever those champions get finished with their business. I know we have a lot of fun with this, but where do you stand on the Marab not willing to fight for the belt against his guy, Aljamain Sterling? Like I've made jokes that, well, that weren't really jokes talking about how many times I've fought my own friends. And then we just shook hands afterwards. That's what dudes do. If there's so much money on the line and a belt on the line, it just, come on. It sucks that they're training partners and it's, it's weird. Sometimes when I can't sleep at night, I don't count cheap, so I think about mixed martial arts, and I think to myself, what are the chances that these two guys who weigh the same are the two baddest guys on planet Earth they have to fight each other and they're also best friends? But damn it, just do it. You know what? I get you, dude, but we it's such a sacred thing amongst these teammates, and like you saw this uh, in the lead-up with, uh, with Amanda this last fight, why she had to leave American Top Team because they probably have the best crop of women's fighters in the world, and it's like, how do you not always feel like you have a bullseye in your back? Look at Rashad Evans, John Jones, the way their friendship broke up. Kamaru Usman, Gilbert Burns. Like, it, so many guys go the route of it's just business first. And I think when, especially when you're on top, you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, then who can I trust? Who's really? So the fact that he's got a real one in, in, in Marab, I think that's a great thing that, you know, they have a very, everybody knows their camp, super tight knit. You know, when we have Marab on the show, you can tell the the type of love that he has. When we talk to Aljo, you can see that too. Like those guys, it's a genuine thing. It's not bold leap. Every once in a while, you have a a cane and a DC. Where like, how, how good a friend is Daniel Cormier to make two hundred five for for the stretch of his career? You think he wanted to make two hundred five ever in his life doing towel tricks? How good a friend is he? And so. I mean- I mean, I think he was scared of Cain Velasquez, like everybody was at the time. I know they were friends, but well, maybe it's kind of like. Come on, dude. Come on. He wrote a beautiful story. Kane in his prime, bro. Goodness gracious. That dude was the scariest they come. Um, Okay. Just continuing the Marab conversation. He's been in Henry's mouth. I know you don't care about Henry Cejudo, but would you like to see Marab beat him up? Yeah, sure. It's not that I don't care about Henry. I just feel like Henry is, I think our care for Henry is a little overrated, right? It's just like, all right, you know, when Henry was gone, right? How has the division ever been better? Like this bantamweight division is amazing with uh, with all the fights that we've had since Henry Cejudo retired. Like people always do this with Mighty Mouse. We're like, oh, when Mighty Mouse left the flyweight. Why doesn't anybody ever say that about Henry? Henry was like looked upon as the guy who saved the flyweights, but damn, bantamweight's been so good with him gone. It's been amazing. A lot cooler too, right? Like the names and a little bit less cheesy. Whatever. 
I mean, I don't mind when Henry's around. Ian Gary also fight announcement versus that's Jeff Neal. That, that one's in Boston. That's what I was gonna say. That's one of those fights where you're like, hold on, Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. Oh my goodness, Ian Gary's fighting Jeff Neal. That's a perfect fight for both guys on a pay per view in Boston. Crowd's gonna be Oof. going nuts. Yeah. Don't lose Ian Gary. Like they're gonna be, they're they're gonna uh, adopt you. Like they're gonna try and make you the next Connor. That was a big Connor coming out when he won in Boston. So uh, if he uh, he gets that win, that place gonna go berserk. What do you got, Jake? So UFC Vegas seventy five going down right now. Dan Argetta versus Ronnie Lawrence. Dan Argetta had him in a full mount guillotine. Ronnie Lawrence gave the most questionable tap I may have ever seen, and. Uh, uh, Keith Peterson stepped in and stopped it. So very questionable stoppage. Everybody just missed mm. the UFC. I don't know, man. There was a pretty questionable one in Kansas City that I saw like a month and a half ago, six feet away from me. I It sucks losing money on those. It's fun to win money. It's fun to win money when you're like, oh, maybe the guy didn't even submit him and I still won by submission. Um, Coming up next, speaking of fighting, I'm going to fight my co-host. That's right. Two men on the radio fight each other. Hour number two of Tapped Out coming up next. You're locked into the BetQL Network.